Uh, g'day, it's Scott Gibbons. This show is on the road. How was your Christmas? How was your Christmas? Different this year? <laughs> Different this year? Oh, I'm in Sydney and it's a bit of a mess here because I've got a brother on the north side that we couldn't catch up with and oh, strange, strange, strange. But we're here and we're in the greatest country on earth. So lucky duckies. We are lucky duckies. So Santa, did he do the right thing for you? Did he? <laughs> I hope he did. And if he didn't, well, you got to be, got to be better. You got to be better behaved. You got to be nicer. You got to be doing more things right so that next year Santa puts you back on the good list. And I think that's a nice thing to do. What's happening in the show? What's the show all about? Well, it's all about the RV industry, which is recreational vehicles, which is the nice way of saying caravans and motorhomes and camper trailers and tenting and just getting out and seeing this fabulous, fabulous land of ours, isn't it? That's just a nice way. So RV. And because we're on the road, that's what this show is all about, telling you and advising you and sharing some of the information that you give me on what it is that's happening out there. And one thing that's happening is that there has been so many sales, so many people getting out there in their RV for the very, very first time. Very first. Oh, it's exciting. I mean, exciting and it's concerning because you think, oh, do I turn that knob this far or do I turn that knob too far? What have I done with it? And there's little things that can go wrong because as BM Pro, BM Pro, by the way, are Australian-made, Australian-owned, and they have a lot of terrific things, so more, more about the electric side of your vehicle. And what they've said is that as RVs get bigger and better and more complicated, so do the things that can go wrong with them. So uh, the desire to add bigger and better and more fantastical features has led to a range of problems which weren't part of the scene several decades ago. Several decades ago, it was just super simple. But now, you know, we want to take some of the luxuries with us instead of just a little camp stove, you know, a little two-burner camp stove with a separate gas bottle. Now we've, we've got kitchens, we've got all the gear and you're carrying a bathroom around many times with you. And, you know, so sometimes the fixes are simple. Uh, sometimes you've just got to know where to look and what the issues are and often it doesn't take too many tools, too much of a technique, it's just fairly common. But there are other things where people write to BM Pro and they say, listen, you know, can you help me here? So one of them was that these people picked up their new van and they discovered that their solar panels weren't working uh, even when they plugged into a portable solar panel, that wouldn't work either. So what was the issue? And what BM Pro said, it sounds like there was no diode or fuse between the panels on the van. So if one was faulty, then they're all not isolated. So it'll prevent them all from working. So in that situation, you need to disconnect all the panels and there's likely to be a junction box where they join up and then you reattach them one at a time until you find the faulty one and then you leave it disconnected until you have time to replace it. That's a good thing. Another one said they've got an 80 litre upright fridge, but it continually ices up on the back wall of the fridge. How can they stop that? Well, small upright fridges, said BM Pro, generally make their cold in the back wall. And so we then cram the fridge with food so that the cold air can't spread around the fridge's interior. And so you'll probably notice that items at the front of the fridge won't be as cold. Uh, so what they've suggested is to have a small fan fitted to blow diagonally onto the centre of the rear wall and that'll move the cold air around and then prevent the icing. So how good is that? That's clever. And then another one says, 
uh, their tail lights or blinkers are not working, is there an easy fix? Well, it, they've said if you've got a seven pin, a flat a seven pin plug, and it's likely that the split pins on either side of the male plug have been squashed when attaching or unplugging. So you just use a small knife with the blade to open the, the gap in the pins to re-establish a good contact. And another one said, oh, gee, they get some good questions, don't they? Their fridge constantly cycles at times and eats up electricity from the batteries. How do they prevent that? Well, they said it sounds like, this is BM Pro, they said it sounds like a temperature issue. So if the fridge is located in the sun or the interior of a hot car or on very hot days of high ambient temperature, some fridges struggle to keep the interior cool and they have to work constantly, especially if it's an upright design. So a wet towel on top will help greatly, they say, and simply moving the fridge into the shade. So keep you keep opening the fridge to a minimum because the more times you open a fridge, the more it's got to work harder to try and get the temperature back down again. Reduce the internal airspace within inflated wine cask bladders. <laughs> you might have a few of those scattered around your caravan. You might, especially after the holidays, you might have a few empty wine cask bladders. <laughs> and make sure that the door or the lid seals are working well and then you add an insulating cover to help. So there's some there's some things. I hope that helps. I, I think we might find some more of their little questions because they're good. So what do you reckon? What do you reckon? Are we in for a good year? Are we in for a good... Oh, gee. Everybody's been waiting for 2020 to finish, haven't they? They <laughs> have. No promises that 21 is going to be any better. No promises at all. We think that as soon as that calendar ticks over, <gasps> happy days. And by golly, I hope they're right. But... No promises. So we've got some things to do. What about a song? You ready for a song? I reckon we might start off. I reckon we'll do a little bit of Slim Dusty eh, to, get the, to get the year underway. A little bit of Slim Dusty. I think you can't go wrong with a little bit of Slim. What about G'day, G'day? Because eh? we're going to welcome in a new year very shortly. We're going to say G'day to that new year. So here's G'day, G'day, Slim Dusty. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On The Road. Oh, it's fabulous being with you. Now, if you want more of the show, you just go onto our website, which is On The Road Media dot com dot au on the road media dot com dot au uh, or you find us on spotify oh we've got a facebook page we've got everything cooking so we're going to get oh we're going to go act together so much better on the social media side this year and i reckon you'll you'll hear some good news about this show pretty soon because it's getting more and more popular we are national by the way we're the only show of our type on the on the vast satellite network so we go national so if you're you, know, you could be anywhere and, and if your satellite can pick us up. So that's fabulous. So here we go. You ready, Slim Dusty? Oh, it's good to be with you. And New Year is coming. So here we go. G'day, g'day. How you going? What do you know? We'll strike a light. G'day, g'day. And how you goin', just say good day, good day, good day, and you'll be right. Isn't it great to be an Aussie, taking a walk along the street, looking at shops, or buying a paper, stopping and having a yarn with people that you meet down at the pub, or at a party, whenever you're stuck for what to say. If you want to be dinky die, why don't you give it a try? Look 'em right in the eye and say good day. 
Uh, Slim Dusty, eh? G'day, g'day. Is that a terrific song? I think it's a terrific song. We're getting ready for our new year. Now, did you get, did you get a new RV this year for Christmas, whatever it be? And if you did, what have you done to practice to make it easy for you? Because you've got to be road trip ready, haven't you? So you've got to have checklists and checklists are so good. But apart from checklists, you need to have practice on your side. Everybody has to practice everything. So you've got to practice hitching and unhitching. So hitching and unhitching. It's one of those beautiful things to do because the smoother you make it, the less stressful it is because there are stressing movements when you're reversing into a site for the first time. So you've got to practice your reversing as well. Easy thing to do there is if you can find a park somewhere or uh, an empty shopping centre uh, and you can just take your, your vehicle there and practice. You know, take some cones with you or, or you know, something that uh, you, you can use so that that becomes your barriers where you've got to, you know, pretend that they're trees and you've got to reverse in behind the trees, beside the trees or whatever it be. That's the thing to do. You've got to do that. So make sure that you, you don't miss anything. That's why you have those checklists and that reduces the risk, of course. And then you've got to practice your packing up, your setting up, and then your packing down. You've got to practice those two things. If you've got a camper trailer or something, that's one of the things you've got to practice so that you make it smooth. Because and, and then if there's two of you, then make sure that you assign tasks. So that's where your checklists come again. You, you assign tasks so that you know that somebody's doing that role and you're doing your role. And then before you drive away, go through the checklist and, and, and make the ground rule up front. We're going to ask the question, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do this? Did you do that? Because sometimes... 
there's something, you just become a little bit too anxious to get away uh, and you don't do something the correct way. You know, did you, did you, your steady legs, did you lift your steady legs up? You know, because you see some people and they drive away and the legs are down. And that's not, or the TV aerial, you know, leave the TV aerial up and that's not good. You go under a tree. It doesn't just hurt the aerial, it can hurt the roof of your van. You hurt the roof of your van, that's the structural integrity. That's a major, you know, you're talking major repairs all because of a cheap little checklist. So do that. So check that your aerial is down and that your windows are closed because you don't want to go onto a bit of a dusty area there and you've left a window or a hatch or a vent open or, as I said, you stabilise the legs or anything like that. So you've got to have your packing up list and make sure. Now, there's apps for that. If, if you're wondering what you should do, there's apps. You can go onto Google and Google, you know, how to how to shut up a caravan, what to do. So that you've got those things there. A towing course, if you think you got everything for Christmas that you deserved and you're new to this and you're not that confident and competent yet, then one of the most mature things you can do is to get yourself a towing course. So if Santa forgot to give it to you, hey, give it to yourself for a New Year's present. I think that would be a nice thing. Then you've got to plan your food and drink so you don't get somewhere all fabulous and you're ready and find out that you've forgotten the food or you've forgotten your drinks or whatever. And then you've got to have your RV safety plan. Your RV, that's a vital thing to have, and that is your evacuation plan. So you have a bag, a singular bag, that if something goes wrong, then you can grab that bag and that's got your medicines in it, it's got prescriptions in it if you need it, it's got all the things that you think, some money, you know, your credit card, whatever it is, so that you just grab that bag and you've got a car keys and wallets and whatever else. So everything goes into one thing. And if you need to escape quickly, grab that and you've got it all. You're not trying to run through and go to all different ends of your caravan, if it's a caravan or a motorhome or whatever it be, camper trailer, tent, and you're trying to find where you put all the stuff because, you know, you tend to, you know, drop some things. You don't want to do that. So a little evacuation bag, that's a good thing to have. And then... So when, when you're doing that list, then you, you choose your jobs. You, you can say, you can do this. Can you do that? No, I'd prefer to do this. Okay, you get that one. You get that. You work that out. So you have your little... Some people have what they call blue jobs and pink jobs. So it might be blue for the boys, pink for the girls. <laughs> Swap the colours if you want to. I don't mind. And then get the kids involved too. So the kids are helping you pack up and they've got their list of what to do as well. And then you'll find, you'll find that getting an early start nowadays is there's generally less traffic with an early start. So you've got more time. You can then arrive early and maybe arriving early, you get to pick a better spot. But that really reduces the stress, doesn't it? Does reduce the stress. So, you know, get out and have a look. When, wherever you go, get out and have a look before you leave. So, you know, you've, you've loaded everything up, you've packed everything, somebody gets in, they're moving the vehicle, stop, get out and have one more walk around just to make sure, even if you've got a caravan that you've lifted, you step up. Yeah, unless you've got an automatic step, but lifted, you step up just to make sure, because it's those, it's those little things we become complacent about that can cost a lot of money and destroy your holiday to a degree, so you don't want to do that. Oh, the other thing is, you get a lot of folks... And they get an awning with their caravan. Oh, they love their awning, but they just don't know how to put it up. They don't know how to put it down because you might only use it once a year, twice a year. You're not using it all the time and you think, oh, gee, it's a lovely looking awning. Well, make sure that you know how to put it up and put it down because there's a talent there in doing that. 
And the smoother you make it look, the, oh, the more pro you look too. I think that's clever. <laughs> so what about that? So some lists, eh? So you know how to hitch and unhitch, what, how to do the in and out of setting up and packing, making sure your aerial is down and your windows are closed and your hatches and your stabilizers and you've got a packing list and maybe that's the blue job and pink job list. And then, you know, if you need it, get yourself a towing course and plan your food and drinks in advance and have a safety plan so you've got your evacuation bag and then be road trip ready. So you've got everything ready, basically, and then all you've got to do is pack your food and drink and you are you are solid you're ready to go i think that's fabulous oh fuck it's gonna be a great year it's gonna be a great year and we're in summer and summer in australia is just fabulous and i think if you're gonna have summer we've got to have the sunny cowgirls singing for us haven't they hey a nice little aussie group now one of the things we try and do on the show is only to play aussie music very 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 rare that we'll slip outside of that boundary very rare but the sunny cowgirls they're aussie they are terrific and here's a song called Summer. You enjoy that. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On the Road. Great being with you. Here we go, the Sunny Cowgirls.
Oh, uh, yeah, the sunny cowgirls. The sunny cowgirls. Two sisters, Sophie and Celeste Clapham. Uh, they grew up in, in Hamilton and Victoria, and then they moved to Western Australia when they were just kids, and they're just fabulous. They're fabulous. So they, their lives changed in early 2005 when they secured uh, places as aspiring artists in the uh, Country Music Australia Association College of Country Music, and from there, it's just been go, go, go. I think they're up to album number five, which is lovely, just lovely. Now, tyres, something you should be aware of. We'll talk about tyres in just a minute, but before we get to tyres, toilet paper, because if you have an RV, then you're using toilet paper. Now, the toilet paper that goes in isn't isn't generally exactly the same as the one that you might use at home, which you, you might be using four-ply or whatever. With your RV, you're best to be using a one-ply or maybe a two-ply. One-ply, two-ply. A lot cheaper, <laughs> if you can get it anyway, but that's something that you should consider using. But the other thing you should consider not using, N-O-T using, is flushable wipes because there's reports where many of those... Uh, yes, they're flushable, but they don't they don't uh, dissolve the way you think they're going to dissolve, and they can in, indeed cause major problems. And and you know when you go to a dump site, that might be going into a, uh, a septic tank, and you can clog it all up. So flushable wipes are a no no. Don't don't be doing that. Now tires are something you got to be considering. Tires are something you know low pressure. One of the things is low pressure can cause tyre failure damage, obviously, and maybe a crash. So uh, just about every driver knows that tyres need to be checked periodically to make sure that they're inflated properly. And yet there's studies out there, there's studies out there that show that a significant percentage of drivers rarely, if ever, (laughs) rarely, if ever, do an inflation check, and, and as many as one third of vehicles on the road are driving around with at least one tire, at least one tire that's seriously underinflated. If it's underinflated, then firstly your tire is going to wear prematurely, uh, and it can be more easily damaged by road hazards. Underinflated tires, well, they can adversely affect vehicle handling and your traction. It hurts your fuel economy because the softer the tyre increases your rolling resistance. The only time we want to lower it really is for sand or, or some dirt or some rocks or whatever. But if you're going on bitumen, then you don't want it lowered really, no. But more to the point, an underinflated tyre, and this is the sad part, can kill. So it can kill maybe the driver, maybe the passengers, and maybe other people that are following. Because every year there are so many crashes reported caused by a tyre separating from tyre carcasses. And you see that as you drive along the highway. And the funny thing is people think it's all trucks, but it's not. But it can happen sullenly, it can happen violently, and sometimes it results in an instant blowout, and that can cause the driver to lose control. So it's, it's the modern steel-belted radial tyre. They're an amazing thing, and they can last tens of thousands of kilometres without incident, But some of them can have an inherent issue with tread separation, particularly when they're underinflated at highway speeds and especially in hot weather. And we're in summer now. So, you know, if if you're in hot weather and the show goes nationally, so we go into some really hot extremes. So tread separations, they're an unfortunate byproduct of the steel belted radial tyre technology and it can cause 
a problem. So, you know, there's records there to show you. So basically, an underinflated tyre will compress, it will flex, it will squirm more than it's supposed to, which causes friction and a build-up of tremendous heat, and that can cause entire sections of tread to simply let go, which will often damage the vehicle because the heavy rubber will flap and smash against the mudguard. Uh, and in some cases, it can cause even an experienced or knowledgeable driver to lose control and maybe to crash. So yeah, that's a big problem. So you know, be aware, be aware that you know there have been vehicles that have rolled over because of that. So, you know, there's, there's an element there that you've got to be aware of and you've got control. And it's not a hard thing to have control over it. Checking your tyres is so easy. If you want to, if you want to, you can just buy what's called TPMS, which is Tire Pressure Monitoring System. Now, some cars have got it now. Some of the newer ones have got that as standard. But if you don't have it, then, and if Santa Claus didn't bring your set, then <laughs> put your hand up for a New Year's gift as well. It's called TPMS, Tire Pressure Monitoring System. And what it does, you put little, you change your dust caps off on your tyres, so your four tyres, or even if you want to include your caravan as well, you can. So you, if you've got two wheels on your caravan, then you go for a six-pack. And if you've got eight wheels on your caravan, you go for an eight-pack. So you've got four on your vehicle and four on your caravan. And then they have little radio sensors in them that come through to the gauge. You, you put a little gauge uh, um, in, in, your, in your cabin, in your car. It can tell you exactly what pressures and what temperatures are in those tyres. Now, I've had tyre pressure monitoring systems. I've told you this story a long time ago, but I've had them, oh, I guess for about 12 years. And, and they used to be really expensive, really expensive. But now the, the prices have been reduced because technology is so much better and they're now wireless and it's so good. It's clever, clever, clever. But I reckon in the time that I've had my tyre pressure monitoring systems, I've probably saved my life. I certainly saved my vehicle, certainly saved the tyres at least three times. You know, I, I, I'm in fear of driving a vehicle that doesn't have tyre press monitoring system. So you can find out which one you prefer. They're on the internet. Um, if you go to, to ARB, ARB have got them. If you go to any of the major suppliers, they've got them. A tyre pressure monitoring system, a clever thing for you to have. So just to recap, your toilet paper, one or two ply for your RV, that's plenty Try not to use the flushable wipes because, even at home, try not to use them because, you know, around the world, there's reports coming in that they are not a good thing. Convenient thing, but not a good thing. And then make sure that your tyre pressures are checked. And it's so easy, like so many fuel stations. Now, you go in, you put the hose on, and the hose will tell you what your pressure is, you know, like at the, yes, there, but they've got a big reader. And then all you do is press the beep, beep, beep on what pressure you want, whether it's up or down. And then you put that in and it'll either pump it up or let it down if you've got too much pressure in there so that all your tyres are good. But if you've got a tyre pressure monitoring system, then that is just one of the best things, I'm telling you, one of the best things you could ever, ever have. And one of the best things you could ever have is a song by the Cartwheels called Kookaburra Calling. Now, we played this for you a few times during the year and each time I played it, people were wrapped. So if you want to get your feet bouncing, if you want to get off, you want to be happy, happy, happy. This is one of those happy songs. It's just terrific. It's called Kookaburra Colon. It's the cartwheels. It's an Aussie song. So here we go. You enjoy that. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. If you want more of On the Road, you just go onto our website, ontheroadmedia.com.au.
Isn't that just a fabulous song, Kookaburra Calling? Isn't it just fabulous? That's the cartwheels. Aussie group, Aussie people. Oh, fair income people. They are really, really terrific. Speaking of terrific, the next Land Cruiser range, they're bringing out what they... Well, it's rumoured that they're bringing out a, a new model called a Sahara ZX. Don't know what that's all about. The Sahara is the top of the range at the moment, so maybe it's a super-duper one. I don't know. But anyway, they've they've trademarked the new name, Sahara ZX. But the new Land Cruiser, that's due maybe, they reckon it'll come out in April in Japan, and then we should get it fairly soon after that. And it's rumoured, again, it will have, for the Australian market, a V6 and maybe a hybrid as well. So that'll be exciting. That'll be terrific because the current one has been out since uh, 2007. 2007, the current one. So there you go. That's the new one. Now then you've got ARB have just brought out a new thing called their Slide Kitchen, which packs everything, <laughs> including the kitchen sink. So they've done they've done the whole gig. Uh, it's, it's a slide-out kitchen and it slides into your drawers, if you will. So it's got a bench top and a gas stove and utensils and drawer and, of course, the sink, which is a 12-litre collapsible silicon sink. It comes with a plug and it has a utilities holder or utensils holder and, and it can double as a dish drying rack and the sink can be collapsed for stowage, so that's good. It's, it's a kitchen-grade stainless steel bench top, so that measures about one and a quarter metres long, about 12, 50 millimetres long. Features a 30 kilogram weight limit when it's fully extended, so that's good. The gas stove's a three burner. It's a little Thetford, 
with 1.75 kilowatt burners and a 2.5 kilowatt rapid burner. So it utilises tempered glass lid and flame-out tech that automatically shuts off the gas supply should you close the lid or if the flames blow out. And the kitchen integrates into the ARB uh, outback drawers, and that can be purchased as well. But I think if you're going to get a set of drawers, then we go to off-road systems, don't we? And then tell them to to design that to fit in with the ARB kitchen if you want to do that, because that would be just fabulous. So there you go. You've got a couple of things coming up there. And then maybe uh, if you if you just got a new four-wheel drive, because four-wheel drives are just <gasps> yeah, taking off madly. So if you've just got a new one and you're thinking, oh, look, I want to go out and I want to, I want to see what this thing can do, one of the rules is, and there's rules on everything, and, and rules can be solid rules or they can be suggestions, but one of the big ones is don't go out by yourself. Don't go out alone, by alone, not with somebody else in the car with you. Don't go out without another vehicle being with you. So one of the things with four-wheel drives is if you join a four-wheel drive club, they will show you. They will show you how to drive it. They will show you the limitations of your vehicle. And I'm telling you, you can, you're going to be amazed. That there's nobody that makes a bad four-wheel drive. There's no one that makes a bad one. There's some that are just more capable than others. And sometimes you can do some accessories to them that are, that are just going to improve it again. But if you join a four-wheel drive club, they will, oh, you will learn so much. And of course, then they have days that you can go out on a club day and they will teach you all the things. They will, and uh, yeah, when you think, well, mate, I've got a driver's license, I know what I'm doing. Once you get into four-wheel drive, it is totally, totally different. There's a lot to learn. And when you learn it, Oh, it's so and, and the toys that you can buy, the extra things that you can buy. So you've got to buy some recovery equipment. And, and, you know, you should have a snatch strap and, and you should have, I mean, if you haven't got a winch, then at least get yourself a bog out, B-O-G-O-U-T, bogout.com. Got to go to them. That's an Australian thing. Oh, really, really good. You've got to have a shovel with you. You've got to be able to learn how to pick tracks because picking the right track, if you're inexperienced, and don't be afraid of being inexperienced because everybody, everybody was inexperienced at one time or another. So they've all had to learn and sometimes they get experience and they can become a little bit cocky forgetting what it was like when they were new. So, you know, it's like learning to swim. You know, everybody uh, at one stage or another didn't know how to swim. So that's what you've got to do is, is join a club and then they'll teach you how to pick tracks and then they'll teach you communication. So because some of the places you might go, you might or might not work. If your mobile doesn't work, you know, and you've got to work out where you are. So if you if you do have a problem, how do you tell? You can't say to somebody, "I'm near the big tree, uh, just across the road from the big rock." No, you can't do that. You've got to be able to know exactly where you are because when you're in the bush, uh, there's not a lot of land signs. There's not nothing, uh, and and then you've got to be aware of the weather because the weather the weather can uh, it can change. And, and, you know, what could become dry, you might be on a track that's dry, and then all of a sudden in the wet, it becomes an absolute nightmare. So, and then you've got to be prepared, because people can get lost, or they can get stuck, and you might not have the right clothes, you might not have the right food, you might not have the right water. Uh, you know, if you don't have uh, a compressor of some sort, because you're going to be lowering your pressures, if you don't have the right tyres, for instance, if you've just taken suburban tyres, 
that can be a problem too, not having the right maps. So, you know, having right maps, having paper maps is much, much better than having digital maps because digital maps, if something goes wrong, if you drop your digital machine, you break that screen, you got nothing. Paper, much better. So you'll find that all the professionals, yes, they will have the digital gear, but they will have the backup of paper as well. So, But my suggestion is join a four-wheel drive. It doesn't matter where you are in Australia. If you just Google four-wheel drive clubs and you put the suburb that you're in, you're going to be found. They will find you a club and, and that would be just terrific. So, you know, you're, you're in for a great time. So if you want to have a great time, then you might as well listen to a great song. If you can listen to a great song, I think, I think, uh, because it's been a funny time, have you heard We All Cope in Different Ways by Darren Hanlon? I've played it for you before. It is so good. It's a clever song. So Darren Hanlon, again an Aussie, We All Cope in Different Ways. Oh, it's got a terrific lyric to it and terrific melody. So you'll enjoy this. Hey, We All Cope in Different Ways. Darren Hanlon, you enjoy that. This is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On the Road. Gee, it's been good. Being on the road with you all the way through this year. It's been fabulous. But if you want more, we've got podcasts galore. So if there's somebody you didn't get a present for and you want to give them something, you just tell them how to get onto our podcast. So go on to ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au, and you'll find all of our podcasts on there. And so if there's somebody that likes caravanning or motorhoming or tenting or four-wheel driving or just seeing Australia... You give them those podcasts and there's something on there for them. All right, here we go. Darren Hanlon, we all cope in different ways. I had a groundbreaking idea, but I forgot to write it down. Now every thought starts to distort and they chase themselves around. Every concept loses meaning when you look at it too long. And today's amazing line becomes tomorrow's awful song Well, time's longer than rope, I once heard somebody say There's nowhere to tie the end onto, so I just float away And it's been three weeks since I've seen the cheeks of friends I was goodbye kissing So I feed the magpie mince and hope he'll stay a while to listen We all cope in different ways So don't be too hard on yourself A hopeless string of empty days Like standing on an arctic shelf Staring deep into the void Of your undiscovered mind Searching desperately to find Some comfort from the malaise We all cope in different we now watch the kind of films our former selves would not believe Old DVDs of Keanu Reeves and we sneeze into our sleeves I make calls to my great auntie, file tax ten quarters old but each receipt reminds me of when we were free and bold Then I got lost in Jane Austen, a posthumous work persuasion She's the early 1800s poster girl for isolation Her characters claim love if from some wealthy socialite But Jane retained a single life and stayed at home to write 
We all cope in different ways So don't be too hard on yourself A hopeless string of empty days Lie standing on an arctic shelf Staring deep into the void Of your undiscovered mind Searching desperately to find Some comfort from the malaise We all cope in different ways They say the world's been granted this chance for collective zen But I keep refreshing to find more death in my heart, it breaks again But statistics are just fish sticks without the human faces How can I empathise with all the lives that each number embraces? When the behaviours of my own neighbours are making me suspicious They prance around all over town like mobile petri dishes So I lock the doors and windows and pull the blinds to make a blinker I become my own worst nightmare, anti-social overthinker But we all cope in different ways So don't be too hard on yourself A hopeless string of empty days Lie standing on an arctic shelf Staring deep into the void Of your undiscovered mind If you're lucky you might find Some comfort from the malaise We all cope in different ways <laughs> Darren Hanlon, isn't that a brilliant song? Do you think it's clever? I think it's just absolutely genius. Do you want to go for a little trip? What about six days? You take longer if you want on the Explorer's Way. So it's a Butte Aussie road trip. You, you discover the extraordinary landscape of South Australia's outback. It's, a, say, six days. It's up to you because the South Australian Tourist Commission did this trip, and that's what they said it will take. So you, you're going to have a beautiful trip. It's, it's called the Explorer's Way. So you begin in Adelaide. Adelaide's in South Australia. It's beautiful. It's nearly a 2,000-kilometre trip, and you journey towards the Red Centre. So you go from Adelaide through to the Red Centre, and if you want to, you can combine it all. If you want some gourmet food, you want some excellent wines, you want outback scenery, and you want Australian history, oh, you're in for a good time. So from Adelaide, you head straight to the Clare Valley. Now, it's only about two hours out of Adelaide, so... You drive north, it's picturesque, it's farming country, it's wine region, it's pastoral, it's whatever you want. It's just, and now the Clare Valley, I've been there, it is magnificent. So you go to the region's oldest vineyard, if you want to, which is called Seven Hill Cellars, and that was established in 1851. You're going back nearly about 170 years. So, you know, afterwards, you enjoy a... a you, you, there's about 40 different local cellar doors, so you're not going to get stuck for somewhere to go and enjoy a terrific lunch, uh, to have a little drink, uh, beware of the 0.05, you've got to be aware of that. 
And then there's places to go to. So in the afternoon, you can drive around about 20 minutes and you'll visit the heritage village of Mintaro, M-I-N-T-A-R-O, Mintaro. And then you can wander around. Oh, they've got some remarkable buildings there, remarkable, including a 19th century mansion, which is called Martindale Hall. So if you like a longer stroll, not too far, but longer stroll, then you can join the Risling Trail. Risling, Riesling, over to you. (laughs) Potato, potato. It's a beautiful walking and cycling path that offers fabulous views of the countryside and, of course, many of the vineyards between Auburn and Clare. If you want to, you stay overnight there. That's where you you want to do it. But from Clare Valley, you head north to the Flinders Ranges. Now, the Flinders Ranges, I was there about two two years ago. Oh, can't wait to go back. It's so good. Now that we're allowed to, sort of, nearly, (laughs) almost, not quite. (laughs) But we will get there. I'm pretty sure we will get there again. So it's got South Australia's largest mountain range. It's about an hour and a half. So you can stop in at Melrose. Uh, It's the oldest town in the Flinders Ranges. You can uh, go to different places again for meals. The North Star Hotel has a great wrap after it. Uh, And then jump back in the car, drive another 45 minutes, go to Corn, which is Q-U-O-R-N, Corn. Have a little walk around there. You've got some quirky heritage buildings there. And then you can get on an authentic steam train. Now, that runs from April till October. And then you've got the Pitcher Richard Railway for stunning views of the outback. And from there, it's about another hour and a half to Wilpena Pound, uh, the Inkara Flinders Rangers National Park. It's just an enormous amphitheatre. It's a natural amphitheatre and surrounded by breathtaking scenery. Like just absolutely, it's uh, the Flinders Rangers is just glorious. So then you can have a, a guided walking tour if you want, uh, and then there's some beautiful natural attractions. And if you want to, you know, you can do a scenic flight from there, which would be rather terrific. I know people who have done that. They came back raving, raving. So then you can explore the the outstanding landscape of the Flinders Ranges. On a you can do, drive around the Parachuna Gorge, and you've got Red River gums and dramatic rock formations, and it's just fabulous. And then continue driving, you'll get to the Prairie Hotel, and you can have one of their. They've, they've got a platter there which is <laughs> famous. It's goat and camel and kangaroo meat. So if you're into your meat, you're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. <laughs> And then if you've got a few days to spare, you can head north and you can go off-road driving along the 630-kilometre Unadatta track. That'd be good. Otherwise, just make your way to Port Augusta. Now, that's located at the head of Spencer Gulf. So uh, Port Augusta, it's home to the, the Wadlatta Outback Centre. Now, if you go there, oh, it is fabulous, fabulous. Wadlatta, W-A-D-L-A-T-A, W-A-D-L-A-T-A, Wadlatta Outback Centre. Oh, it, it's just, it's a visitor's information centre. It's got so much there. So you can you can explore and you'll see a plethora of different exhibitions there, including the award-winning Tunnel of Time. You'll learn about the creation of the Flinders Ranges and the South Australian Outback. And then from there, well, you'll head to Coobapedia. Oh, Coobapedia. If you haven't done that one, you're missing out. You've got to do that one. It's one of Australia's longest highways is the, the Stewart Highway. And it spans all the way from Port Augusta to Darwin, in the Northern Territory. it's a, If you want a road trip, this is a beautiful road trip. So after about two hours, you can stop for a break at the Island Lagoon Lookout and you've got terrific views over the Pink Coloured Salt Lake. Now, if you haven't seen photos of the Pink Coloured Salt Lake, just Google that. 
Google it. Oh, you will see photos that are just, and then you can get to go and see it. Yeah. So once you're stocked up with your, your Instagram photos and your Facebook photos and whatever else you want to use, jump in your car again and head to the Woomera Heritage and Visitor Information Centre. Now that is mad. That's mad. You'll find the Woomera Interactive Rocket Range Museum. You can take a stroll around the museum's historical displays and you'll see about its past, its present and the future history of Australia. So there you go. Then you can leave Woomera and make a four-hour drive to Cuba PD. C-O-O-B for Bob, E-R, Cuba PD, P-E-D-Y, Cuba PD. Oh, you're going to have a good time there. Oh, it, it's unique. It's quirky. It's an underground town. The town is basically underground. It's the largest producer of precious opal in the world. So you can tour the town, visit underground churches, homes, mines, shops, whatever you want. And later in the afternoon, you can go to the Kanku Breakaways Conservation <laughs> conservation Park. That's home to 15,000 hectares of oh, terrific landscape and flora species and wildlife. And, and if you stay for sunset, oh, the orange rocks, they just glow under the ruby sky. That's going to be, I tell you, Make sure you've got plenty of space on, on your camera for this because it's going to be a trip that you will just be shooting shots all the time. And then, you, now the seven and a half hour drive, now you can do it in bites if you want to, but you get up early in the morning if you if you care to do it in one go, and you're going to go to the Uluru Katajuta National Park. Now, that's about eight hours from Kubapiti on your way. You can make a detour to the Painted Desert, which is an ancient inland seabed. Now, again, it just bursts with colour. You've got ruby-coloured desert hills. And then you can drive around that and it's just, again, it's photo, 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 photo time. So you're, you are in for a trip. You're in for a lovely, lovely time. Of course, it's South Australia. South Australia is always lovely. So you're going to have a lovely time there. I reckon we might have a, a, a bit of a funny song. This is a song called Sort of Doing Nothing. It was out a long time ago. And if you haven't heard it for a while, you will get a laugh, you'll get a giggle. You might even know somebody it relates to. I don't know, it's sort of doing nothing. It's done by Pete Dennehy. And it's, it's not a long song, but it's an enjoyable song. You'll have a bit of fun. It's totally Aussie. You'll enjoy it. Hey, Pete Dennehy, sort of doing nothing. Hey, my name's Scott Gibbons. This show is called On The Road. Oh, it's lovely being on the road. I hope your Christmas was fabulous. I hope you're still opening presents. There was that many of them that you got if you were that good and Santa looked after you. But otherwise, hey. Just got to get out there and see Australia. As soon as we're allowed to do it again, we've got to do it. Do it while you can. I think that's the secret. All right. Here's sort of do another peek down here. You enjoy that. We'll be back with you in a minute. How have you been? Good. How's your dog? Good. How's college going? Good. All hunky-dory? Yep. You going out tonight? Yep. You going to see your friends? Yep. You going to have a good catch-up? Yep. That should be great. Yep. Where'd you go? Nowhere. Who'd you see? No one. What'd you do? Nothing. Did you have a good time? Yep. What's on tonight? Nothing. You're not seeing your mates? No. You're just staying at home? Yep. What do you do? Nothing. Yep, yep, nothing, nothing, sort of, don't know, nowhere. Yep, no, don't know, no one, sort of, don't know, nothing. Feeling alright? 
Have you done much study? No. What's on tomorrow? Don't know. Are you playing cricket? Don't know. Enjoying cricket? Sort of. Sort of, eh? Yep. Yep, yep. Nothing, nothing, sort of. Don't know. No, we're good. Yep, no. Don't know. No one, sort of. Don't know. Nothing. How's your girlfriend? Good. Is she away this week? Yep. Well, you must be missing, huh? Yep. Have you rung her yet? No. Well, I'll catch you later. Yep. Don't get too stressed. No. What's on tomorrow? What? What's on tomorrow? Nothing. Yep, yep, nothing, nothing, sort of, don't know, no way, good. Yep, no, don't know, no one, sort of, don't know, nothing. Yep, yep, nothing, nothing, sort of, don't know, no way, good. Yep, no, don't know, no one, sort of, don't know, nothing. I'll peek down in here. <laughs> it's a funny song, isn't it? Oh, I still get a laugh. I still get a laugh. RV, the real life. What, what is it? Well, it's not fantasy because if you if you're new to it or you know someone that's new to it, you've just got to explain to them that they're going to have problems. There will be pro- like with anything, like with anything. There will be problems. It could be with your with your tow vehicle. It could be with your RV. It could be with the directions you get, the weather you have finding the right campsite, learning how to level, something to do with your water, the heating, the electricity, the air conditioning, whatever it be. But you have to be able to think on your feet. You have to be able to adapt. You've got to be able to laugh at yourself. <laughs> You've got to be fairly good at problem solving. And, and the most important thing is to keep <laughs> a positive attitude. You've got to have a positive attitude. If you're not confident, you know, don't do it. But you, you can learn confidence. You, you can learn confidence. And one of the things with confidence is to do those checklists that we talk about all the time. And don't think, don't think that if you've got a checklist that you're a bit of a dummy or you're a bit of a novice or you're a bit of a rookie or whatever. No, the cleverest people, cleverest have checklists. So when they were flying, remember those things we called aeroplanes like jumbo jets and A380s and all those things? The pilots on those, they don't just jump in, put the keys in the ignition and take off. No, no, no. They've got checklists. Every single pilot have to have and have to do the checklist. If they don't do the checklist, they don't get to take off. So it's the same thing with your RV. Just learn to do your checklists and you'll be and you'll be so much more relaxed. Oh, well, you because it takes the pressure off you. All you've got to do is be able to read and go, you know, do the job and go, tick, I've done that. That's all you've got to do. So, you know, but if you can't stand being passed, like overtaken, uh, if you don't like going up steep hills a little bit slower or going down, uh, then going down a hill even slower again, then don't do it. Because, you know, you, some people will try and pressure you to drive a certain way, and that can hurt you, it can hurt those that are with you, it can hurt your vehicle. So what you've got to do is do what you love, you know, enjoy nature, enjoy meeting people from all over the place, and you're just going to have the best time. But don't treat it as a pressure, because the whole thing is, is to take the pressure off you. <laughs> you don't want the pressure. Now, here's something for you. We all want to go to the caravan shows, the four-wheel drive shows, all of those. I've got some dates for you. Now, the first one I'm going to give you, because this is a little bit further ahead, so you can whack it in your diary now, is the 10th 
to the 12th of September 21. Now, this show is in Sydney. It's called the Sydney uh, Four-Wheel Drive. It's the, it's the Australian Four-Wheel Drive Adventure Show. It's at Sydney Motorsport Park, which is called Sydney Dragway at Eastern Creek, but Sydney Motorsport Park. And that's on the 10th, the 12th of September in 21. So that's good. Now, there's some other shows that are coming up for you as well. Now, I think these are dates that you'd want to write down. I did give them to you recently, and, and then I think... Not everybody had their pencil with them, so go and grab your pencil, and, and then you can do it. And if, if you don't get the dates this time around, just go on to the, the website, go on to the podcast, and you can get it all again, because the, the super show is on, the big super show. Now, if you don't know about that one, that's the big one at Rose Hill, and that is just a beauty. So it's the New South Wales Caravan uh, and Camping, and, you, and it's a six-day event. So it's expected to be from Tuesday the 13th to Sunday the 18th of April, and that's at the Rose Hill Gardens Race Course. That is huge. That is, the, I think, the biggest show in New South Wales. It's, it's like a destination in its own right. It's one place, if you're from New South Wales or if you're coming in to New South Wales, well, I'm pretty sure we're letting you in. It's just some of the other places aren't letting us in at the moment. But yeah, you'll find that there's motorhomes there, there's camper vans, there's caravans, there's camper trailers, there's uh, tent displays, there's whatever you want, and there's all the gadgets there. Plus, you'll have the opportunity to go to the to discover different places as you can go to because they've got all these stands from places all around Australia to tell you what you can expect when you get there and, and to help you. I think it's just a fabulous show. Now, that's at Rose Hill. 13th to, uh, which is a Tuesday, to Sunday the 18th of April 21. You've also got the Newcastle Caravan and Camping Lifestyle Expo. Now that's going to be on February 5 to 7. February 5 to 7. That's going to be a beauty. I think I think you really, really like that one. Uh, there's also the Illawarra one that's coming up. So the, the Newcastle one, 5 to 7. You, you'll find that of February. And that's going to be a beauty. That's at the Newcastle Entertainment Centre. And you'll also find that there's the Canberra, the Illawarra one, which is uh, the 2nd to the 4th of July, 2021. And that's at the Kembla Grange Racecourse. Jeez, uh, we hope those shows are going to be on. <laughs> there's the Caravan and Camping Lifestyle Expo. That's at Canberra on the 22 to 24 October 21. Oh, there's so many good things happening. And of course, you've got the Brisbane show coming up. You've got the Melbourne show coming up. And I'll get you all of those dates in another program because there's so many things that we've got to get ready for, aren't there? Like so many things. So you've got to, you've got to make things easy for you. Um, go out and check your vehicle. If, you, if you're not using it at the moment, go out there and do a cull. Go out there and do a cull. See what weight you can take out of it. Um, a lot of people... Yeah, a lot of people think, you know, oh, gee, I've got my new RV. I've got to go and get myself a new dinner set, you know. So you've got six cups or eight cups and eight sauces and eight plates and eight sets of cutlery. No, you don't need all of that. You don't. If there's two of you, have two. If there's four of you, have four. And that's all you need to do. You only need to, to cater because everybody else in the caravan park, everybody else that you're going to meet on the road will have their own stuff. You know, so when you go to happy hour, you've got your glass. You don't need to cater for everybody else. If somebody's coming by for happy hour at your van, they're going to have their own stuff anyway. So it, it's all simple. It's all good. But I reckon, I reckon, I think 21, gee, I hope it's going to be fabulous. I think, I hope it's going to be fabulous. So what we've got to do is this year it's been really, really hard uh, finding 
finding places to go has been like a needle in a haystack, don't you reckon? And, and that's what it's going to be like for a little time because it's busy out there. I, I mean, there's some of the manufacturers are doing such a good job. They've worked through when they've been allowed to work. They've, they've been, golly, they've been doing some good stuff. And they've been waiting for some parts to come in from overseas that we don't manufacture here. So, you know, it's good. It's all going to be good. But I reckon we might just finish off the show with the Twilight's Noodle in the Haystack. I think it's a good boppy song. It says so much because getting us getting a spot at the moment is like a noodle in a haystack. Getting uh, all the Australian borders open, we've got to do that. We've got to work harder on that again. Oh, funny times! But in the meantime, hey, my name is Scott Gibbons. It's terrific being with you. I hope you've got something out of this week's show. And if you have, pass us along because that's what's happening. This show, the audience is growing. And growing rapidly, all because of you, because you're telling people to listen. So if you want to, just go onto our website, ontheroadmedia.com.au. You'll find all the podcasts on there. There's 66, 67 shows on there. So you can pass those through to whoever you want. We're on Spotify, so you just enjoy us wherever you are. All right. My name's Scott Gibbons. It's fabulous being with you, and I'll see you on the road. Wow.